Today's episode of Down with Joe DeRosa is being brought to you by Todd Barry. Why do they call it Down? Why do you call it Down? Welcome to the show, everybody. Down with Joe DeRosa. One topic, one hour, one guest. Today we're talking about patience. Uh, patience, which I have very little of. I barely have enough patience to do this podcast every week. I can't stand setting it up. I can't stand trying to find a, figure out a topic. I can't stand talking into this microphone for an hour. I can't sit still, people, but I do it for you because I love all of you, the people. Uh, my guest today, uh, I think, has probably a little easier time handling patients. If you've seen his comedy, you know that he's not only hilarious, but quite low-key. Even-keeled, I'd say. Never heard the guy raise his voice, not once. I don't think I've ever even seen him angry. Once I saw him scowl, one time. Uh, his latest special, Super Crazy, is available on... That's not I- my latest special. What's your latest? The Crowd Work Tour. Oh, the Crowd Work Tour. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me do it again. Yeah. His latest... Special, the crowd work tour uh-huh. is available at louisck.com. Yeah. Anywhere else? $5. No. Okay. And you're. How many places you need it available at? And that's, see, you know why I didn't call <laughs> it's that? It's not going to be like $4 <laughs> somewhere else. That's what, the reason I didn't call that special is because I felt like that was almost a documentary. It's a documentary special. It's the one that I'm pushing. Okay. It's what you're If pushing. they want to get super crazy, they can get that off of uh, Comedy CC. Stand up something, and that's more of a traditional stand up. Tradition, it's very traditional. I'm wearing a suit and <laughs> tuxedo. Yeah, and then he's got three other albums out on uh, iTunes and Spotify and Amazon. They're all yeah. on Comedy Central Records. They're all hilarious. You've all seen seen him in the movie The Wrestler. Yeah, amongst other things. Todd Barry, what's happened to your levels there? Did something happen there? No, you're just you're just talking low. Yeah, well, I do talk low. I know it's fine. Uh, I, I got it. I got okay. it. Don't worry. All right, it's going to be fine. How are you, man? Good. How are you? I'm pretty well, I guess, you know. I've yeah. been in New York for uh, five, four days, five days. Where do you stay when you're here? Uh, I'm staying on Park Slope with my friend Brian. Do I know him? Um, you met him the other night. He was with us at the uh, stand for New Year's. Oh, I forgot him. <laughs> I forgot who he is. but Yeah, that guy. But I'm sure I'll remember next time I see him. No, the guy... Remember I said he used to work at that bar 2A? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys were talking for yeah. quite a while. Yeah. Um, so I stay with him and his family in Park Slope. They have a room they let me use. Yeah. And uh, and that's it, you know? He made a point of telling me how big his place was, so I'm sure you were very comfortable there. It's a very big place. It's a very, By the way, what is that picture of you over there? It looks like a Colonel Sanders. Where's that? It's rolled up on the table over there. Oh, that's just a poster from a show I did in Denver recently. I, I swear to God, I thought it was a KFC thing when I no, first No, it does kind of look KFC. Yeah. And I kind of wish it was because I'm a little hungry. Do you like KFC? Uh-huh. Do I love, do I like KFC? I haven't had KFC. My God. That used to be something where I'm like, oh, KFC, when I was a little kid. Yeah. And now, you know, I, I used to live real close to one. Now I live somewhat close to one, but it wouldn't even occur to me to go to KFC. You got a good one right here on 2nd and... Uh... 14th Street somewhere. Yeah, that's that's it's a little ways away. But yeah, yeah. You know. um, but yeah, I, I don't. KFC is one of those. Uh, just doesn't. I just don't think about it much. Although it seems very reasonably priced. 
You can't. Did, their prices are pretty unbelievable it, when I see the ads for them. It didn't used to be. KFC and Pizza Hut used to be really expensive for what it was. I remember KFC had this item. This was years ago. I don't think they still have it. But when they came out with extra crispy chicken. Oh, they uh, still have it. They do? Oh, yeah. That's do they? a staple, man. Oh, it's just called extra crispy. Okay. Well, they I just say sure original or crispy now. Oh, do that? Okay. I, I get it mixed up. So you still go to KFC? Oh, yeah, yeah. I go to KFC. Once in a while, I go, I treat myself, I get a bucket of chicken, and I get it mixed. I go, give me KFC, give me crispy and original mixed together. You get a bucket of chicken? Yeah, and I'll eat it for like a whole day, like every meal. But then I only I do that once every few months, you know? Very rarely. <laughs> Say once every six I months. I don't know anyone in the world who's in my world who ever gets a bucket of chicken. What does a bucket run you? $10. Oh, my God. I'm going to 10 piece, eight maybe pieces I'll get of dark it. meat. Ten or eight you get, pieces. You like dark meat? Yeah, thighs and legs. They get all thighs <laughs> See, and legs. See, that's what the gourmets like. I prefer white meat. I also like my chicken a little dry. What is with you, man? Uh-huh. Dark? But most people like white meat, don't they? But that's why all the gourmet people, it's always dark meat. Dark is your flavor. And I learned this the other day that what gourmet people have been doing for the last 20 years or so, uh, starting with, I believe, Mario Batali, is they would buy... Cheaper cuts of meat and then gourmet it up. Oh, really? Yeah, you know. So I bet that's why they started doing dark meat because that was looked. No, more. I mean it's just a preference thing. I prefer white meat. I can you, eat dark meat. Your dark meat's considerably cheaper. Have you ever bought chicken in a store? No, I haven't. I did buy a. I bought a saucepan today, though. <laughs> For what? <laughs> I think it's a saucepan. I, I've uh, been. You know, I was I was at a restaurant the other day, and the waiter was talking, and he's like. Somehow he's just chatting, and he's like, you know, sometimes when I go home and I, I make some pasta for myself, and all I have is this giant pasta pot, uh-huh. and the idea of, like, it just seems, it just, it stops me, I think, from making pasta for myself. Is sure. That it's like this overkill, you know. Sure. It's like the pot you'd have for, if you had 10 kids and you were making, it's like the size of a bucket of chicken. Well, you- <laughs> so I thought, oh, I'll buy a smaller pan. And that'll uh, that'll get, I'll start cooking every day, in which I don't know if I will. So it's like a little pot, you mean? It's a little over. It's less overwhelming. It's a little yeah. Okay. So you, you bought one t- of those. If you want to take a picture of it, and you can upload it when you uh. Well, you know what you could make in that big one? What chili? Yeah, if you wanted to. Uh, no, I I make uh, my own sauce and stuff. You could make a hell of a meal meal in that big pot with all the different meats and the gravy and everything. I love that you went from the guy who buys a bucket of chicken and uses it for a month to, hey, you know, you can make your own sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I only use uh, it for a day. I'm not going to. Uh, uh, yeah, no, you can. You can. What you do is you, you, you sear the meat in the bottom of the big pot of right. garlic and oil and, then and you, all the juices in there. Then you start making the sauce on top of it. Oh, my God. I'm all. getting hungry. Yeah, it's great. If we had more time, I would do it for you. You really? Yeah, I would. I, I like doing it. And I think you'd really enjoy it. What, tell me about you would make tomato sauce. Yeah, you get... See, I don't like chunky tomatoes, though. Can you make it nice and smooth for me? I don't have uh, a blender. I, the only way you can really make it really sp- truly smooth is like if you puree it, yeah. which I'm not going to do. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. Well, On principle, sh- you won't do that? Well, I just don't... F- it's a pain in the ass, man. I don't know if you ever well, puree it. You're already anything. cooking me sauce, man. You might as well That's do easy. it the way I like. It's easy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a puree thing? No, I haven't. No, yeah, you have to get one of those like sticks that you stick no, in. No, no, no. I don't have that. I just have the pan. My sauce is chunkier because I buy the cans of the crushed tomatoes and then I, I put, I mix in the tomato paste, but then I also saute 
onions, carrots, and celery. Carrots? Yeah, because because you saute the carrots in with everything else, and it gives it just a the, just a tiny bit of sweet, just enough. You can throw a little sugar in there, right? No, no, because then it tastes like Prego jarred Ooh, sauce. Which that is, sounds good. Prego. Oh, come on, Todd. <laughs> Prego? It's the I, worst I, I can't all. say I bought Prego in the past 110 years, but... Uh, what do you eat? Now, it surprises me that... I love this conversation, by the way. I, I love it. Seriously. Look, I love it, too. Uh, it surprises me that you don't cook more frequently because you're pretty laid back. This is why we're talking about patience. You're such a laid back and calm guy. People were patiently waiting for you to get to the top. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's been like, what, 10, 15 minutes now. Yeah, look at you. You, yeah, you yeah. laid in the pocket. You didn't, you didn't rush us. But right. I mean, I'm surprised that you're not a guy that does. You, I've talked to you about this before. You eat out all the time. Yeah. Like what is, are you a lazy man or is it? I don't, well. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that accuse, like an accusatory way. It takes way. a certain amount of energy to walk to the restaurant and right. say, can I have this? And then they give it to you and you have to eat it. Right. Um, yeah, that takes I, time. I think it's, uh, I mean, my kitchen is, uh, I think, rather small. But I know that's a kind of a lame excuse because if I had a huge kitchen, I'd probably still eat out every meal. Yes. If I had one of those big, you know, the kind of kitchen that 50 Cent has. <laughs> Have you been in his kitchen? I don't know why I picked him at random. But, um, <laughs> no, because I saw a picture of him inside his house once. It was funny because he, uh, he was showing, I think it was Cribs, and he was showing people around his house, and he opened an oven, and like he's got like seven kitchens or something, and it had like still had the uh, directions like <laughs> laying on top of the little rack there. He's like, and he just started laughing because clearly he's never going to use that oven. <laughs> so uh, he's got seven kitchens? It was a lot of kitchens. I remember it was a lot of kitchens. Oh, I want to look at your kitchen for a second. Okay. Oh, wow. This. Thank God you're portable. Well, I did this. Remember when we did your, yeah, we did you were the, your podcast last New Year's? Yeah, when you did my podcast at my previous apartment, you were the first guest to leave the uh, the premises. Not the premises, but the mic. I, yeah. I, got I don't a, have a ton of room in there. I don't. And I don't have either. I'm not going to lie to you. You know what I don't also don't have is a, is a dining room table. But, well, you got this thing. I know, but eating on a coffee table, I don't like it. Well, you, you, you're right in front of the TV. I know, but that's just, it's just not, it's just too low. And I saw this on, t- on uh, I, I saw this on the internet. I never knew it existed, but there's a, you can get a coffee table that converts as like legs that go up, uh-huh. like it folding sort of, but not ugly looking. And it, then it's a dining room table. Really? And you, you squash it back down and it's a coffee table. That's so New York, man. I know. That's New York. That Anyone else would be like, why don't you just get two tables? You don't have room for two tables. <laughs> why would you need it? That's what a waste of... That's now, weird. don't you find that it gets incredibly expensive eating out all the time? It probably does. Um, but I feel like, you know, I... It's just so much easier. It's the cleanup. And it's just like I... There's times when I've made myself dinner a hundred years ago where, and then you're just like, oh, I'm just cleaning up all these plates and stuff. The cleanup sucks. I clean as I go. I've heard that. Product of impatience, honestly. I'm too, I have to be doing something the whole time. I can't just stand there and wait. Right. So I clean as I go. And then. Now, I've heard that trick before. It's a great trick. I think I just don't like to clean anytime, either as I go or after I go. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't mind clean cleaning as you go. It feels good because then I'm telling you, you turn around, you wash off this thing, then you turn back, and now you got to flip the thing. It's good. It takes up the time. What so else do you cook for yourself? Uh, steaks. 
So uh, do you cook alone or do you cook for someone? I cook alone a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, I live alone. I don't have a steady girlfriend. Yeah. Sometimes I'll cook for women that I'm dating. Sometimes I'll just cook for a friend. But a lot of the time it's just me. You know, I'm on a pretty st- fairly strict diet regiment when I'm back in L.A. Why is be- that? Because it's a shallow city. And, oh, and so you think you're going to get some sort of pilot if you... Uh, yeah, I try to get a sitcom or you know something. They're going to be like, hey, man, it's a good thing you've been eating uh, celery and, <laughs> and a shake, and that's all you've been eating. And that's what the sitcom's about. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, no, so I, I, you know, so, you know, when you're, when you're trying to eat in a certain, according to a certain diet, you have to cook for yourself. Yeah. You know, like. But I think LA would be accommodating to every annoying diet. It's much more accommodating there than it is anywhere else. Like LA's the only place where you can like go to a food truck and they'll be like, we have cheese steaks, but, but we put kale on them. You know right. what I mean? Like it's, it's, so it's pretty accommodating to a, to a healthy diet, much more so than any other city affordably, I would say. There's a better food selection in New York, and there's more delicious food in New York. Oh, man, it's good. But it gets pricey here. It gets yeah, a little pricey. you got to start making some money. I, 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 what can I say, man? I'm struggling 13 years. But you can yeah. eat, uh, you can get dollar pizza here. You can get, you know, a $7.99 Thai lunch special. Yeah, but you're sitting there scoffing at KFC. You're going to eat dollar pizza? I Believe it or not. First of all, that's not as bad as going to KFC. Second of all, <laughs> and I wasn't knocking KFC. I just, it's just, it's out of my uh, loop. Just in case they might want to sponsor. Yeah, if KFC, if, if you, <laughs> hey, I got no problem with KFC. The, right. um, but You're some, not like one of these I've Patton Oswalt re- types <laughs> railing against KFC all no, the time. They, right. um, there's some really good dollar pizza. Like the place near the Eastville is really good. Eastville Comedy Club. That place it's called like Two Bros. Oh, it's or whatever. just no, not even that one. That one's all right, but the uh, I don't. It just says like ninety nine cent pizza. It's pretty. I mean, good. you you do like Prego sauce, oh. so I mean, I don't know. I'll I'll do a taste test and I'll do a dollar slice next to a two twenty five slice, and you tell me the difference. I absolutely will be able to tell no, the you. No, you won't. Why would you? Why would you assume that they? That, are we allowed to talk this long about this topic? Yeah, of course. Why would you assume that the dollar pizza is going to be? I mean, it's already pretty cheap to begin with. The dollar pizza, every time I've had it, and I'm not going to name names of places. They're all called dollar pizza. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I've had dollar pizza, there is a taste of freezer in it, like something had been defrosted really? to make it. Yeah. All right. This is this. We don't need to talk about. No, this. we don't need to get into this because we're going to get the pizza people on an upheaval. I know, and I don't need that. Let's get back to the to the subject at hand, patience. Okay. Now, your comedy. Yeah. Very, very low key, I'd say, right? Is that a fair word? Low That's energy? A, some people say that, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, your first album was called Medium Energy. Right? Yeah, that wasn't really from any sort of, I don't know why. I mean, I know why I called it that. But you're, you're, you're at a pretty steady pace on stage. Yeah. I've noticed in recent years you've gotten more, it's gotten a little more energetic, though. I think so, yeah. It has not amazingly, but yeah. Was that a conscious? I mean, it's amazingly, but not in, not a lot. Is that a conscious decision? I don't know. Just depending on how I feel, I feel like sometimes I want to push my voice a little bit more. But I don't know if it's working. It's working. Yeah. Not that it always works, but it just ninety nine percent of the time it works. Well, here <laughs> here's the greater question. Okay, that was a great question. Though. Here's the greater question. <laughs> okay. The. Uh, did did your personality influence the way you delivered jokes on stage, or did your 
did you just come up with this thing and then that started? I never came up with anything. That's for sure. Okay. I just started doing it and whatever happened, happened. I wasn't like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to wear and I'm going to be low key. Okay. I didn't do it. There's no, it's no, it's all organic, man. (laughs) See, I'm pretty sure I've heard you yawn in the middle of setting up a joke. Now, now you're making stuff. No, I'm not. Well, I've done 80,000 shows. So maybe (laughs) there's a chance that I've probably done everything you can do. I've, I'm pretty sure I've heard you choke back a yawn. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no I'm not, I don't think I'm like sleepy up there. No, I don't think you're sleepy either. I just think I don't it was think a, I'm level like a of bummer. Relax. I don't think I'm. I mean, sometimes you see someone who's so low energy, and you're like, God, you're bumming me out. Whereas I bring joy to people, and they just uh, you do. I talk. I remember talking to someone once, and they said, "I said, oh, I'm low energy," and, and she's like, "You're not low energy. You're intense." I was like, "Okay, wow, we'll take that." I like that. Yeah, that lie. <laughs> <laughs> now i agree I, I i can see how that could work like it's so it's so poised and it's so uh meticulous that it is almost intense versus oh it's not almost intense it is intense it is intense <laughs> in capital in yeah uh do you enjoy a, a a higher energy comedy if you will oh to watch yeah, yeah of course okay yeah i mean i'm not like no i don't want like all comedians have to have perform exactly like me or else I don't like them. I mean, I think I don't like sweaty forced energy. Right. But, you know, I think there's plenty of really funny high energy comics. Yeah. Who's you, who were your influences growing up? <laughs> oh, this that's, gonna, a great, that's a great question. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to move past this, <laughs> but this I'm just curious. <laughs> Are you do work for a high school paper? Or <laughs> I'm just curious because I've never, I've never had the opportunity. Even when I did your podcast, I don't think I've ever had a, like conversation, conversation with you about about tastes and likes and things like that. You know, we always kind of say a couple sarcastic things yeah. back and forth. I and like then, it that. Way. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, we can talk about whatever you want. You know, who was like who was the guy that made you want to do it? I know that's no a, one. I didn't. That's that's weird because no one made me want to do it. Like I used to just be a fan of comedy, and I used to like watching. The, the you know they would always introduce is a young bright comic like Carson would introduce someone or Merv Griffin I don't know if you remember him of course I do but Mike Douglas all these people I mean like Dinah Shore show you remember that yeah I saw I mean I remember seeing Michael Keaton on the Dinah Shore show as a stand up comic I remember seeing Michael Keaton do stand up too on like Comic Relief or something I feel like he doesn't talk about that. well I don't know what he talks about it's not like I've read a bunch of Michael Keaton interviews lately but you don't you don't hear people mentioning his stand up very often. No, I don't think anybody knows. I think Al Pacino did stand up too. You know who else did stand up is John Ridley, the guy who wrote Twelve Years a Slave. What? Yeah. He was a stand up at like the comic strip. He was? Yeah. Did you know him? I knew him a little bit, yeah. Yeah? I haven't talked to him in, in many years, but I yeah. What was his material like? I don't remember. It was so long ago, but yeah, he was a stand up. Man, that's cool. I wonder if that's gonna happen to any of us. Uh you know, like one of us, you'll you'll be like, remember that guy? Yeah, he wrote uh, that movie that just won the Oscar. I know. He stopped doing stand-up. I'd say be, but as far as you and I go, it's not going to happen. So Probably not. Uh, but people I like. So I like the younger comics, and I liked, you know, I, I mean, I knew David Letterman was on my radar way before he had a show, or like I totally knew who he was. And, and you know, I used to go see comedy. I would go see, I saw Andy Kaufman when I was like 15. This is a long time ago. And Holy crap. And then, you know, I saw Leno. This is all pre, way pre Tonight Show. I saw Seinfeld, pre Seinfeld TV show. Um, Carlin a couple times. Kinnison, at least, I think twice. 
one time, three times, supposed to be three times, but after the opening act went on, they were like, uh, Sam's been rushed to the hospital. Are so, you serious? Yeah. What happened? Uh, what do you think happened? I don't know. I mean, I could guess what happened. I can't say for sure, but I'm. I read the I book. Think it's probably you know some sort of drug thing. I read the book, and there was no account of him being rushed to a hospital. But I think they left a lot out of that book. I mean, that also could be what they said, as opposed to like he's passed out in the dressing room. That was in the book a lot, like how they yeah, were trying I mean, to wake I, him up for a show. And stuff. I mean, it might be like just uh, be a little more vague about it. Uh, we're, now I'm. Surprised to hear that you were a big Sam Kinison. Yeah, I like Kinison. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting to me because I always feel I got. I'm going to be honest with you about something. Uh oh. When we hang I'm out, about and talk, to get about to get insulted. Here no, 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 no. I'm insulting myself. Oh, good. Let's. When do we it. hang out and stuff, sometimes, and not that we hang out a lot, but no, you know, never. when I see it, I always feel like I'm like the sort of crass ape. You, you're you seem like a very intellectual <laughs> guy to me. You know, very well spoken. Well, I'm smarter than you, but that's not. That's not <laughs> It's not saying anything. It's not saying anything. I'm going to keep saying that. You don't know, uh, curse a lot, you know. I, I, you know, it's, I, I don't curse a lot. I, I've been saying motherfucker in like one joke of mine lately. I used to be really, uh, I mean, I guess, I think I may have cursed more, but I just, I just remember like hearing Seinfeld or someone say like, if, you know, if your joke doesn't have, if your joke works with, fuck in it it it's it could be funny but if it works without it you know it's funny something right. along and i just try to eliminate because sometimes i'm not offended but I, when i and i don't mind some material is actually dirty so there's no way of making it clean right but i think you just see some lazy like fucking and then the fucking guy and then the fucking guy and i'm like fucking what the fucking fucking yeah, yeah. just like you just sound like a dum-dum yeah i know what you mean i don't know if you do that i haven't seen uh anymore. i try not to i made a really uh conscious effort about a year or two ago to stop saying, to stop cursing just as like, unne- and to stop unnecessarily cursing. Yeah, I'm not against cursing and I still curse a lot, but I try to use it like where it actually ups the intensity of something. Sometimes you just hear a punchline and they're like, and then the fuck it did. It's fucking hit. And you're like, okay, yeah. well that take the fuck out of that. And you have the, you'll see what a shit yeah. punchline that is. Yeah. it's a lot. <laughs> But I don't know why the word fuck helps that. So it's, it's kind of weird. Well, there's just, you know, there's something to saying, why don't you go fuck yourself? You know, there's something yeah. to that that's a lot harder than saying, why don't you kiss off, you know? So at times, it can really work beautifully, you know? <laughs> I think. You yeah, know, especially in that, in that fuck off example. Right, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's there a, you go. a work of beauty. Well, I've heard, you've never, you've, I, the reason I use that example is because I've heard a lot of comics say, like they'll, they'll in the setup of a joke, they'll be like, and then so and so says, and I was like, why don't you go fuck yourself? And it'll get a big laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's just like kind of a it's funny a, thing to say to somebody. I get, yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be. Sometimes I think though that particular like, if the punchline is "fuck you," it's you could probably do better. Than do that. better than that. I don't know. I don't right. mean to be like all. Uh, no, please, you're not. You're not. We're elder statesman-y. You're just, we're just talking. What's your motherfucker joke? Where you're saying motherfucker a lot? Oh, I don't want to talk about the joke. Because it's I not mean, ready yet. Okay, but there's a joke where you're. But talking for some reason, I mean, I don't think I need to say it, so I'm so probably you... going to get rid of it. Okay, all right. The motherfucker, I'm going to get rid of the motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, right now I'm thinking it's sort of funny, but I'd rather see if I can just say something better. Well, it's super crazy. Do you do the one about uh, "I loves me some motherfucking"? Pineapple? Yeah, yeah. I thought that. Yeah, I think it worked there. It worked there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my first album, I have a nice cunt joke. I mean, it's, 
I'm no squeaky cleano. I heard a story Uh-oh. when I first started doing comedy. There were these kids in Philly producing shows, and they hired you to go down to a club called the Laugh House to do a show. Uh huh. And when you got there, the kid goes, "Hey, Todd, we're really excited to have you. Could you just do me a favor and not do that joke where you say cunt?" And he said, "You went." Actually, I'm going to do what I do. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and I love that. Oh. That's very inspiring. I love yeah. that. Like, oh, that's, I don't remember it. that, but I, I mean, that does sound like something I would say. He thought it was funny. Yeah, well, he should think it's funny. Yeah. It was but funny. I mean, it's, it's, was he joking or was he? No, he was, I was saying, how are these shows going for you? And he was going, oh, they're going really well. I think he had Gaffigan down for one, yeah. like at one point. And he was like, they're going really well. And I said, well, who else have you had? Because I think I did the one that Gaffigan was on, I feel like, or somebody, yeah. somebody. And this is years ago. And uh, he goes, uh, it, it was good. He goes, they're good. Uh, only one guy got a little annoyed with me, and he told me that story. But he was laughing. Like, right, it was, right. He's, he goes, I learned my lesson. Like, you don't tell a comic not to do a joke. Well, also, I mean, I'm glad he learned his lesson, and he's forgiven, whoever he is. <laughs> but, I, I mean, that is a thing that's happened for occasionally, but not a lot. Where they, It's like that's not something you can just drop on someone after they've traveled you know what I right mean? you can't say like if you want to say hey before you get on the train to philly that cunt joke's gonna really we we have a problem with that then right. i could go oh all right well then replace me right or oh i won't do it right but you can't just go hey and now that you're here and you've checked in your hotel <laughs> yeah no i agree i'm gonna tell you what to say on stage i agree yeah no i've been in situations like that where you show up and they go by the way Oh, there's a lot of kids out there, and you need to be really clean. It's oh, like, well, why there shouldn't you be any. There before? shouldn't be kids out there. Get there, rid of the kids. There are sometimes there are kids out there, though. Yeah, right? yeah, but I, I don't like that. I was talking about that yesterday with someone. Uh, I did a show once at the Forest Theater in Philadelphia for their Fringe Festival, or no, not Fringe Festival. What's the thing? Solace Solstice when it's light. From yeah, yeah, hours. Sol- summer summer solstice. solstice. And I got there, and they're like, "Yeah, it's mostly families and kids." And they told me like five minutes before I went on, and I had to host this show. I was like, I, I was just bombing. And I was trying to do clean jokes. I remember it was at the time of the DC Sniper. So I had some jokes about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they love that. Yeah, I ran off stage. I, I got off stage. He's like, cut the sniper jokes, no politics, nothing. And it's like, all right, guys. Like, I, I, it wasn't it's a like, smart call on my part, but you should have told me this. Like, yes, yeah, you've hired the wrong comic. Yeah. Yeah, it was very dumb. Now, let's get more into real life with Todd Berry. Okay, don't Are get you, too personal. Well, I, I just want to talk about your, pa- your, your patience. Okay, okay. Uh, level. We can do patience. Yeah. Are you a patient guy? Do you ever? I don't. Lose? I don't think I'm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not real good with. Uh, I've realized I'm not good if I'm talking to someone. I'm trying to get better at this, and they bore me, or I just don't like. I'm not good with like. Hey, how are you, man? Right. I mean, I, I'm. I think I'm perfectly friendly, but I'm not. Uh, like, I kind of want to get out of the conversations quicker than. But, you know, then there's some people who you meet them and you can't unless you got to talk till they're done talking right. or else you're an asshole. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But what's so is that your biggest pet peeve? Um, I mean, I'm, I get impatient about it. I mean, I wake up, you know, anxious and I have to just slow. My, I, I constantly have to slow myself down. Really? Yeah. Like you wake up, like I wake up and like, I, I got to, you know, check my phone before I even pee or something. You're just like, just you're not getting anything done faster by doing this. Right. So just go pee, which is what you should do first. Right. Take a little sip of water and uh, sit down at your computer. But it's like, uh, you know, I get a little anxious and impatient. Yeah, I'm trying to do, because I have a patience issue as well, and I'm trying to do 
like a thing where I don't leave my phone next to the bed. So like when I wake up, I don't grab it and look at it. Well, I mean, yeah. Another reason to do that is sometimes you wake up and, you know, at 4 a.m. or something and you look at it and then there's a, a hate tweet sent to you. And then like, oh, God, I get you those. know that better than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you may be right. You, you went after a guy today, right? Then you like retweet a guy. Uh, a guy on Twitter today called me talentless. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Talentless, you're a talentless, unfunny hack. I always try to retweet those. Why guys. do you retweet those guys? I kind of think it's funny. Really? I kind of think it's funny to just like retweet that and see what people say in response to it. You know? But couldn't it make it worse for you? Maybe it does. Maybe it does. I've made I've made some I've had a hard Twitter year. <laughs> uh, oh my god, that's the greatest quote I've heard in a long time. Yeah, I've, I've, it's been a rough Twitter year. It's been a rough year for me Twitter-wise. Yeah, I said a few things oh about god. a few people that uh, caused me a very very hard time on Twitter this year. Yeah, I'm aware of some of those. Things. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, not hard time in the sense of like, oh, it was so hard. Just like I just got a lot of those hate tweets. Yeah. So after after a certain number of them, you just start to be like, well, what what can I do with this to have fun with it? So I was like, well, I could retweet it. That might be fun. Yeah. That would be a way to to, to get something out of it. You know. Otherwise, it's just an insult sitting there, and what do you do? You don't do anything with it. You can act like you didn't see it. Yeah, but I feel like that almost takes more effort. <laughs> you know, the and whole retweeting it. Well, because the whole to me retweeting it and laughing about it is like, hey, now it's funny and it's a joke and it's out there. Uh-huh. When you choose to ignore it, this is just for me. When you choose to ignore it, to me, then you have to go, okay, I'm ignoring that. That's not bothering me. And it's like, I think you're you're presuming some steps there. Really? Yeah. I mean, what steps? It's like if you got a piece of junk mail. You know, it's not like the. Best Buy is gonna be like, hey, I don't, I don't know if he got you know, like, like you just ignore it. So you just, I don't know if that was a good example with the junk mail, but no, I, I knew what I bad. meant by that. It wasn't bad. So when you see a harsh insult on Twitter, never been insulted on Twitter, but go ahead. Yeah, ne- never once. Of course, somebody, yeah. yeah, but you, it, it, in no way, nothing. You feel nothing. Oh, I don't say, I didn't say that. That, but that's that's what I'm saying. But I find though that you wait, count to ten. Tell a few friends about it. Sometimes I've done that. And then it just gets out of your system. And then you're like, then you can actually do something good with your day. See? Which is anything but think about a tweet from some shithead. My get it out of the system is I'm used used to the fast retweet now because now it's the knee-jerk reaction is the laugh tweet. tweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what do people respond when you, I mean, do they go after the guy? Sometimes. And that's always enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, because I feel like if you could get everyone to go after him, if it's like guys are particularly mean, you get everyone to go after him. I guess there's some satisfaction in that, but I don't. If I it don't, just keeps you worked up, where you're now you're going to keep looking for the responses, then it's a lot of time and effort. And I don't do that. I bet you do. I don't do that. Let's not put let's not put actions <laughs> in my in my body. Yeah, uh, I uh, I don't uh, I don't tr- ever goad people. Well, no, one time I goaded recently goaded people to go after somebody because this guy was like. It's really dumb racist guy from Camden, kept, Newark, excuse me, kept uh, insulting me and like threatening me and stuff. So I like really like blew him up mm-hmm. and, and was like, come on, everybody, like have fun with this guy. Like, so that was one time where I was like, this guy's so dumb that I want to do this right now. But again, I enjoyed it. I okay. Well, if you enjoyed, enjoyed it, it, you enjoyed it. But, you know, I don't, I have, I have my, I don't know, my own thoughts when it comes to this, to Twitter stuff and everything. I don't like this whole thing where it's supposed to be like, 
if you react to things, you're weak or you're letting them win. If you, it's like, well, I, don't, I don't think that's how normal life what works. I, what you know? I always, when I talk about this with people, I go, think of someone who you know, who's, you admire, who's big and famous, let's say. Someone sure. who you would like to. Somebody like you. Yeah. And, right. and, and then go, can you imagine them responding to every person with 12 followers who shits not. on them? They got too much going on. It's just like, it's like, all right, that's, you know, it's like, a, you know, if you were six foot 10 and a little four foot eight guy started cursing you out, you just kind of right. wave at him and then walk away. But what if you were, what I always say, to, I agree with you, but what I always say to that is, what if you were out at a bar? If somebody said something shitty to you, you'd have some response. Now, whether you responded poorly and fed into it or responded uh, in a healthy fashion and dismiss the guy with whatever. Yeah, well, there's a, that's different, though. How, why is it different? Because it's different because that's a direct, they're in your face. You can't, you can't ignore someone. You have no other option. You have, I mean, you can ignore someone. You could just stare at them or turn away. But it's, that's a direct that's a direct con- that's direct contact with you. A tweet I don't consider direct. It's sort of direct, mm-hmm. but it's very easy to just Does it You could bu- just click mute. Oh yeah, you could. Yeah. But then I got to go mute that guy? It's my job to go mute that it's guy? Not, then uh well, it's not your job to retweet him either, is it? Yeah, but the retweet's so easy. All right. Well, then you should do it. There's certainly no right or wrong here. No, there there probably is ultimately a right or wrong. <laughs> I feel judged. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh what let me ask you this as a performer. Yeah. Does it bother you? Because it winds me up and I feel, and it, tr- and it tries my patience. Uh, and I feel like it probably doesn't bug you as much as it bugs me, but does it get you at all that um, the audience is able to have such an influence on all of it now? Meaning anybody could go on to Amazon and, and affect the rating of your, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I have a album or your, Twitter I mean, I've gotten a lot better at, I mean, there's, I know there's a stack of hate comments about me on YouTube for various things I've done that I and I haven't looked at these things in months and months because no, I realize can't. what is to gain by that. Like right. if five people go he's funny and then one person says something shitty, I'm not going to be thinking about the five people. Right. So I'd rather not look at it and just think about the imaginary five people who are saying nice things. Right. But you can't look at the YouTube comments. But I mean it, it's it's you know it's just like Yelp and all these places where it's just people think they got i got something to say and uh you know yeah man it's it's it, it goes beyond that stuff too there's like rate com and like you know it's just like i don't understand why everything is put into the hands of the common person and literally any lunatic could just do any you know my my favorite sort of uh um uh dismissal of like internet trolls is always like people go like oh don't even worry about the internet trolls. Like they're most likely somebody that has a mental issue that like literally sits in front of their computer all day. And is like, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Well then that means their words can't affect me, but those are also the people that can somehow affect ratings for other people. They can affect Uh, the ratings of things. And it's just like dumb to me. But I mean, retweeting them is not going to, Get them to like you. No, no, I know. I've Todd, I've moved past the retweeting. The um, I was just going to say something else. God, <laughs> we were just talking about the ratings and the the people. Oh yeah, one thing that back to Twitter. But I found is that that sometimes cools me down if I get a negative right. one. Is you click on the profile and you go like, oh, this guy 
that's all he does is like it's all replies to people. It's not yeah, done that. You know, what I mean? and you go, oh, this guy, this is what he does, and uh, he's you know, there's like he's written to Alec Baldwin sixteen times in the past hour. Like, okay, that's uh, what I've he does, that. and then you go see you later. Hurts though. It's not you- like a review from like you know. The, the Guardian or but, something, but that's my that's my that's exactly my point. I think it sucks that like we've shifted from a time where things like the Guardian or whatever New York Times or whatever would review the work of. Do you people. like that? Pick the Guardian and that I like that's pretty fucking would review the work of people, and now it's just no, just anybody can review. But all you know of what it. though, those people are out there. They've been out there forever. And it is annoying that they can... What were they doing before this? They were just quietly, probably doing nothing because they didn't have friends, a lot of them, I'm sure. Or sitting around talking. I mean, you know, just talking shit to each other. I had a guy once on Twitter say to me, uh, he goes, uh, why don't you... He said something about how he's going to beat me up and take my money or something. Uh And I was like, okay, good luck with that. And he was like, come to... Come to camp. I think it was the Newark guy actually, and he goes, "Come to Newark, and uh, and I'll do it. I'll show you." And I was like, "Did you just ask me to fly to you to be mugged?" <laughs> That's like, funny. Like, if you if you don't mind coming, to, getting on the train, coming, it's an hour, about an hour, forty minutes maybe, and then I'll mug you. I was in L.A. Like, also oh, okay, <laughs> six hundred dollars. Be like, trip. hey, will you reimburse me for the flight? Because I'll after you mug me. Yeah. Can All right, I'll tell you can what. we take out the flight money before you mug me? If I paid for one <laughs> way, could you pay for the other? I mean, that's just, maybe, that guy's not going to do anything. Uh, well, he would have mugged me if I was in Newark, right outside of his house. <laughs> he might get mugged in Newark anyway. I think that was going to happen in any case. I don't know if there's a lot of muggings in Newark, but I think there are. Well, you take it You take it all in, in stride, with well, all this I, stuff, I, which I used to be much worse at not being able to. I used to rip my hair out about this shit. Well, I mean, it's just how much... Like it, like let's say you do a show for two hundred people, right? Right. And it's like a show that's like goes pretty well, even if it goes really well. There's eight of those people thought you sucked. Do you really want to hear about that? No. You want to hear their their no. opinions? Then don't. I it's don't. like if you go, you know, you, I don't know if you've ever had this where you go into the bathroom after a show and people don't see you and there's like, oh, I'm thinking, yes, and they start talking about you and you're like peeing in a stall. Six yeah. inches from that sucks when it happens. So you don't go to the bathroom. It's like go, so going to the comments and all that, and is like going to the bathroom right after the show in <laughs> in the uh, audience's bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. I mean, some clubs everyone shares the same bathroom, but yeah, I think but, you know what I mean. But you're at a point now where they're installing bathrooms. They just say <laughs> they build a bathroom. It's in my contract. If you want me, you build a bathroom. Are you still in comedy clubs? Or are you mostly in music venues now? Uh, I'm in uh, a mixture of uh, venues. I, I'm trying to avoid the, you know, 30 weeks a year in a chain comedy club because yeah. there's a lot of things I don't like about that. I agree with you. It sucks. Yeah, that's that's what I don't like about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to get specific or not. Well, we can get specific okay. in without. I'm not going to name like a specific club. No, we don't have to name. Clubs. I can name some specific good clubs. You know. Yeah, I would name a specific like, good you know, clubs. Punchline too. San Francisco's good. Great. Uh, um, yeah. Punchline Sacramento's great. I haven't done that in a long time. It's great. Okay. Um, the uh, you know, uh, as far as road room, of course, you know, the Comedy Cellar's good in New York. The Stand is good. Love it. I like Caroline's too, you know. Caroline's. Headlining club. Gotham. Gotham, yeah. Uh, 
What else is on the road? Oh, Arlington Draft House. That's a good one. Great I don't consider one. that a comedy club. You're right. Well, because that's like theater. a movie theater, and there's no drink minimum. Yeah, and they can. It's well run. They treat you really nice. There. DC Improv. I haven't done that in a long time. That's 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 good. One. I remember it being good. I haven't done it in a long time either. Um, but I hear you. A lot of the clubs <laughs> on the road out there. It's you know you end up in the situation. I always say like there's no point to it. I'm always like, w- w- what am I doing? Even if I kill. These people don't know who I am, and they're not becoming fans. Well, that's, what, that's the goal, at least what I, my goal is. I'd rather go to a town, do one show for 150, 250 people who like me, than go there and they're going like, all right, there's, there's four shows. We got two on Friday, no matter what, two on Saturday, no matter what, even if there's no demand. And we'll just, you know, we don't like empty chairs, so we're going to get people in those chairs. It's yep. like, okay, well... Because then it becomes. About I'm happy to make new fans, but if you just, I just, at some point, you just don't want to work for just random people all the time. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you, and I think a lot of those people don't become fans. No, they're not. Well, some of them do, but also some of them fuck up your show. How many times exactly? And then that sucks because then you're in the position of there's like ten people there that are dying to see you, and yeah, I've had that. I've had people, yeah. tw- you know, like tweet about oh, God that you, what a, why did he have to play here? You know, yeah. Because they're sitting there with a bunch of garbage people. Yeah, I've given, I don't mean garbage people who work in the garbage industry. I mean people who are garbage. I've given free CDs away after shows when stuff like that happens. The worst really? club I ever played ever, and I will name names on this one, is uh, the uh, Captain Brian's Off the Hook in Marco Island, Florida. <laughs> yeah, I've never played there. It, never play there. It's a fish restaurant, uh-huh. literally. And then they turn halfway through their like corn on the cob crab legs platter and look to you on a stage with a backdrop that looks like it's like you're waiting in line at like Epcot Center or something. There's like fishnets and fake sharks and shit. And, uh, and, uh, they, uh, and then you perform. And they're, it's all like entitled, shitty, rich people and old people. Mm-hmm. And look, I have nothing against old people. I do have something against entitled, shitty, rich people. Yeah. But I mean, one night a girl got on stage drunk and they didn't stop her. And then they reprimanded me for giving her the microphone. <laughs> I swear to God. Like if you like, pulled her off stage, I wouldn't have given her. Why did you give her the microphone? Then? Because she was trying to rip it out of my hand. And I was like, take it. I'm not doing this. Oh, yeah. Like, if this club is I so I think give shitty, it to her and then leave is, yeah. what, is what you do. I was just like, go ahead. Take the mic. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to wrestle you. You're a drunk lady. And then they blame you. Yeah, that's, yeah, then it was that's my fucked fault. up. Uh, they, I've had stuff like that happen yeah, where, they, was, where they see like, oh, we sat, uh, you know, a 75 group office party who was drunk when they walked in. And, yeah. But why did you, why did you do an extra five minutes? It's like, yeah, exactly. Well, well I think the main exactly. problem is why did you let, cause they want the money and they don't like, that's the problem is that, did I interrupt you? Go ahead. Me? Yeah. No, no, no. A lot of people just don't know how to put on a show. I mean, there's comedy clubs where there's just like, I go in there like, you know, if you did this, this, and this, um, your club would be better, and it would cost you no dollars. I mean, like an announcement you make to tell people not to use their phones. Yeah. Like, yeah. as in don't use your phone at all. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough because it, it, at a certain point with certain rooms, there are, and again, there are great rooms out there. Like, I'm doing Cap City next week. I always have a blast at Cap City. Yeah, I haven't been there in a while, but that's a good one. I love Cap City in Austin. I always have fun. Helium in Philadelphia, I always have a great time at. Um, there are some great rooms out there, but like there are other rooms that you go to and you're just like, you're just like, all this is about right now is covering their rent and their overhead and they don't give a shit how they do it, which is why you say like, Hey, we don't like empty chairs. 
So we're going to put anybody in these chairs because we have to make money. Right. It's, it's a different, yeah. It's, but they, I mean, they have to make money because they're doing too many shows. Like I, if you go to, you know, the Mercury Lounge and a band that's not that popular is playing, there might be 20 people there. And I don't know if the owners are freaking out, but it's like, it's just, hey, yeah, with sometimes some people are more popular than others. Right. But they don't like rush out into the streets with free passes to load the place up with people who aren't going to like that band or anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, because for some reason there's the mentality out there that all comedy is the same. Yeah. If you like one comedian, you'll like comedy. And it's like, no, it's, it's just like music. There or are they just don't, uh, you know, they don't, they don't care. And they never, they never, um, almost never ask for, your, for like a comic's perspective, which they should. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they'll just like you show up. It's like the radio, you know, you show up and they're like, Hey, you're going to call a country music station at 7.45 a.m. tomorrow. Okay, why am I doing that? Yeah. Because we were able to get the interview. Oh, is that going to go well, you think? Oh, uh, we don't even think it that far. We just know that we got the interview. So dude, I so if I'm bad on that interview, which is because they don't know who I am and they didn't bother to look me up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I finally got to the point in my career where I felt comfortable enough to say to the people at the clubs now, like, do we have to do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes though, I've gotten, like, you know, scolded basically for like questioning whether you know like via through my agent at the time or whatever just like well, you didn't want to do this radio like <laughs> yeah it's retarded it's retarded i've done it where they put you on like you'll do like am talk radio and you're like what what is this what is this? yeah i mean it it sounds like it's a complainy thing but it is we have a right to complain about it cuz we we're in the same business i agree with you todd but you know, Todd, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's probably some people listening and going, "Wow, why are you complaining about doing interviews?" And uh, my answer is, you would complain if you had to do this. <laughs> if you and were, we're not my, complaining about doing in the same way. If I were in your boat, I would complain about what you complain about. And we're not complaining about doing interviews. We're saying they make you do these press things. Like this will help sell tickets, and it's like, no, it won't. I'm on an easy listening station at 6.30 in the morning. These people are not going to want to come see me tonight. Yeah, That's the point. It's a waste of time. I always just think of like, okay, let's say you put me on the country station. And I've done country stations are fine. It's not a slam against country music. Sure. But like, what if I'm like great on the, I mean, they're laughing, I'm laughing, and seven people buy tickets because that. Is that even worth right to get seven people in? Right. That you woke me up yeah. and ruined my day? Yeah, I know. Unless you're going on like, I the only times I found radio to help were if you're going on like the morning zoo, you know, radio talk jock guys. Yeah, things. the the or classic rock works a lot, uh, or or even popular rock and rap. Those are the three or four where I felt like okay, like I'm seeing a, a return here. Like people come out and they go, "We heard you on this this morning." Whatever yeah. that makes sense. Once you start expanding outside of that. It starts to get, it starts to get a little tedious and and a little pointless. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps. It can definitely help, but it can also definitely be a huge waste of your time. How do you stay calm on the road? Ah, uh, how do I stay calm? Do you bring uh, do you bring your lady out? Do you what do you do? I do sometimes. Um, when she can join me, I stay calm. I mean, I don't find the road that's. I find you know getting to the location stressful, but right. And I mean, it depends if I'm doing like music venues, I'm doing one every night for a week or something. It can get a little, uh, 
tense. But I, I just, uh, I find something. I always like to find a coffee shop in town, sit there for an hour or two. Right. Uh, walk around a little bit, find something to get to eat. But I don't like, I don't go crazy on the road, but. Yeah, I, I mean, to, I don't go crazy, like mentally crazy. I had to stop like the partying on the road and stuff like because I would go and I would drink every night after the shows because I was like, yeah, there's nothing else to do. I had to stop that, man. Yeah, I really had to slow that down. Like it was it was too much. It, it's just not a healthy way to be out there, you know, and then also eating poorly. I had to start forcing yeah, myself well, to that's, eat. Right? That's hard for me to do. I always use the road as an excuse to not eat well. Well, so do I. And I also don't go like go to the gyms at these hotels. It's right. like, no, man, I'm on vacation. That's the way I think of it. Well, I, that's when it becomes a vacation. I'm on. I'm at a hotel. I'm on vacation. I w- I would think of it like that too. But then the problem is, is when you're out two or three weeks in a month. Oh no, it's definitely better to exercise <laughs> than it is to not exercise. Yeah, I mean, it's just. But I mean, it's that's the time to go get McDonald's and all that shit. Yeah, or you're just uh, in a city. You're like you're in Kansas City. You're not like, well, I can get a salad. Or they have some of the best barbecue in the world. <laughs> I don't think that's that bad. I think ex- that's fine. You can you can get the barbecue. Mm, you, what barbecue. you shouldn't do is eat it. Don't eat it twice a day. You're right for four days straight. Or well, whatever. that's what if you're at like a comedy club or even a you know rock club or something. If they have food, it's it's quite often it's you're like oh this this is when I get to order chicken fingers. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah. chicken fingers sound good. I'll plan my whole meal, my whole day's meals around what the comedy club serves. Do you eat? Do you like to eat? See, and also eating when knowing when to eat is always a, sometimes you get to the club and I'm starving and they're like oh there's a Thai restaurant across the street we'll get you something they're like I'd love that but I don't know if it's not like I'm just going to have just a little pad Thai like I'm going to shove the whole thing in my face right and then I'm going to be like oh now I ate too much yeah did you ever get I pull this move a lot of comedy clubs when they all it's always bar food so I get like the sampler yeah. And then, like, suddenly you have to go on stage in 10 minutes, you're eating, like, chicken fingers, hot wings, and mozzarella sticks. Yeah, exactly. A couple yeah. poppers to wash it down. Yeah. Yeah. I like to eat a little something before and then try to eat the full meal late, which is probably not a good idea, but... I do the same thing, but it's uh, something to do back at the hotel. Yeah. Do you order room service? I never order room service. Almost never. Uh, very rarely. And not because I'm cheap, but because it sucks. It's never good. I've never had room service where I was like, oh, man, that was fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you? I mean, I guess this, I've only done it a handful of times. It always is. I mean, I do, it does make me feel cheap because I just like, I just, I don't want to spend $33 for a, a burger. Well, I look, yeah. I mean, that and just seems four stupid. times on the phone. <laughs> that just seems stupid. But it's also, uh, it's also, uh, you know, the type of thing where I'm like, if I walk, if I leave the room, I'm walking and moving around, and then I can go support a restaurant Yeah. instead of, like, this, like... Yeah, I like to leave the hotel. Like, I love hotels, but even the nice hotels, I never want to be like, I just want to sit in this room. Now I've had, you know, really nice rooms. I'm like, all right, this is a beautiful room. Look at this room. Where am I going now? <laughs> I tr- what do you try to find to do? I go, I go, like, DVD and CD shopping a lot. I'm big into the coffee shops, the mom, the indie coffee shops. That's it. So that uh, that's like a thing that I I, I really always do now. Like right. almost, it's become a big thing. With I don't know what I used to do, but now it's one of my favorite things to do. So you go, you sit in the coffee. You shop. find like the you know the one where they're like they're serious about their coffee. And do you write? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> do you read? That was insulting. You, I, no, I no, sometimes saying, yeah, I when you're there. Yeah. I know it's not insulting. I was being, <laughs> making fun of myself. They uh, sometimes I'll you know 
I'll read something or I'll fuck off on my phone or. All right. So you go and just kind of be anti-social. Uh, chill. Yeah, just, no, yeah. I, just like, right. I just like to sit and, you know, mainly look at my phone and tweet and stuff like that. All right. That's fair. But uh, Todd, in closing. Oh, good. This time flew. Did it fly for you? Yeah. Good. Let's close it up. We don't need to beat a dead horse. Yeah. Here. I we, don't ever like We touched the on the subject, the topic, like once, I think. Let's, let's close with uh, uh, one more thing about patience. Okay. What is your... We talked pet peeves. What's the thing that makes you yell? I've never seen you yell in my life. What's the one thing that could make you yell? Oh. Well, sometimes, I mean, recently, stuff that gets me mad, like recently I, I pounded my hand on a desk so hard intentionally or on a chair that I went to have it looked at. Because you thought you broke your hand. It was just one of those things. Like I was pretty sure I didn't, but it was hurting like for a couple of days, and I was like, "Oh, man. I mean, it's in because it makes that makes me sound like a hothead." But it was also one of I pulled the punch. You know, I didn't like punch a hard wall. I punched a cushy chair, but it still hurt. <laughs> but I was, you know, what it is? It's often like tech support shit, like yeah. just something on the computer, that spinning wheel, and the, the or you know, you call up and. <clears throat> Yeah, I know, dude. F- I know. Some reservation doesn't go through or some shit like that. Or the cable goes out. Or I get so mad. You'll be on the phone like trying to get I think it sounds like the pettiest complaints, but. No, I used to have a joke where I'd say, did you ever, does anybody else scream at their computer so much you're worried your neighbors think you're an abusive boyfriend? Because I would, I would get so mad at my computer and I would just scream at it. Yeah. With the little ball thing, that apple spitting beach ball, I mean, that's, I punched my computer once from that. It made me so angry. Apparently, if you can add more memory, that'll solve that. <laughs> I was just having that. But I haven't got a new computer today. Apparently, actually. if you can get more memory installed or learn to act like a human being. Well, I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> but that is maddening. Just sitting there and spinning and you just don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, as comics, I think we like to know when things are going to end. And that spinning beach ball, you don't know when that's going to end. I know. I agree. It's a patience issue. It's, See, it is patience. Look at that. But uh, that and... What uh, made you punch the chair? It was something along those lines. It was something where I was working on my computer and I... Oh, you know what it was? I know what that was. I, I, lo- I thought I lost one of my hard drives and I was looking for it and I was just like, I know I put it in a, a place that I, I would remember. And I'm going... Phew. And after I went... Phew, it actually was like right in front of me, but I didn't process it as what I was looking for. It just right. kind of blended into what I was looking at. So it was just one of those things like, oh, that, that wasn't worth going to the doctor for. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's, that's about as violent as I get. I don't punch people or anything. Yeah, the other day I was walking around with my keys in my hand going, where the fuck are my keys? Yeah, I, yeah. Like sometimes you don't process it and you start getting all wound up and then you're like, oh, I'm just an idiot. Yeah. God, I don't think you're an idiot. I no, think you're I'm a, a great dude. I'm one of the smart ones. What do you want to plug I'm in closing? Here. Well, I got a bunch of, uh, when is this going to be out? Uh, this will probably come out Monday. All right. Uh, well, I have a, a live taping of my podcast on January 11th. Is that after Monday? That's Yeah, that's after Monday. Yeah. That's going to be in, at Fontana's in New York. Then I'm going on the road in January. I'm going to uh, Little Rock, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Houston, I got some dates in North Carolina coming up. Uh, some other stuff that I can't remember. San Francisco. And what's your so, website so they can look at? Oh, toddberry.com. All right. Click on shows. Yeah. If you want to get right to that. My Twitter is at Todd Barry. And my latest special, the Crowdwork Tour, 
where I did a seven city tour where all I did was, was mess with the audience. It's better than it sounds. It's only $5. It's a downloadable special on lewisck.net or com, I guess. Okay. Five puny ass dollars. There you go, guys. And I got to do a couple. Uh, oh, well, real quick. I'll be in Austin, Texas at Cap City this week. So come on out and check it out and it'll be fun. And I got to do a couple quick uh, advertisements. Uh, do you like flowers? Does your lady like flowers? Do you like buying flowers for people, but you forgot to buy the flowers on your special day? Oh, my God. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what you do. You go to flowersexpresstogo.net, flowersexpresstogo.net, or call floral go one eight 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 floral go one eight 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 floral go flowers express to go can get you flowers anywhere anytime anywhere in the world in under 30 minutes can't beat that also check out the new app uh the new app uh sorry guys i don't have this in front of me candy chaos candy crazed chaos it's free Get it on iTunes, Amazon, Google Store, Candy Craze Chaos. If you like Candy Crush, you'll love Candy Craze Chaos. No in-app purchases. Check that stuff out. Thanks, sponsors. Thank you, Todd Barry. Good night. Good night.